Praise God. Here's what's happening here at Heart of the Bay. Declare this of me. We are getting our lands, our buildings, our homes, and our vehicles. Say this one real, real strong. All of our debts are being reduced and eliminated. God is bringing into our hands some super chunk Whopper seed, and we are receiving a large harvest. We call this place, this church, paid in full, years ahead of time. We declare this place, this auditorium, is full of God's people and full of the presence of God. And God is doing for us exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Because the spirit of faith, he's working in us. God is our source. And he continuously supplies our every need according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus, shout amen. You may be seated. Amen. Well, here's what I have in my heart uh, for this morning and possibly for the next several weeks. I'm going to start a series and I'm going to call it one word and it is called the word abound. Everyone say abound. You know, when you look in the word of God, you will see over and over again, repetitively, the word abound. And so we want to take a look at some of those this morning, and we want to feed on manna from heaven. Amen? Praise God. Now, the word abound means to be copiously supplied. It means to be filled. Some synonyms and related words to the word abound, of course, are abundance, Ample, fruitfulness, I like this one, galore, generosity, lavish, manifold, profuse, rich, superabundant, and teeming. Now in John chapter 10 and verse 10, we see the word abundantly, abundantly. In John 10, 10, he says, the thief. Cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. But why would you come, Jesus? He said, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So receiving eternal life is actually the most miraculous thing that can happen in your life. Receiving eternal life is your father actually imparting his nature, his substance, and being into your human spirit. Paul said, when he said to the Corinthians, he said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And that old things are passed away, and all things have become new. How many of you know when he says that you are a new creation or a new creature, he's talking about your spirit man. He's not talking about your outward man. You know, if you had black hair 
before you were born again. You still have black hair after you're born again, unless you're getting a little older like me. And you have silver hair. Amen. If you, if you thought one way before you were born again, until you get your mind renewed, you'll think the same way. So this new creation comes into your spirit. Old things are passed away. That is why God does not want us looking in the rear view mirror at the past and thinking about those things that are dead. You are dead, the scripture says, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen? Amen? Amen. And all those unrighteous things that you used to do, thank God, have been removed by the blood of the Lamb. No wonder we can declare boldly, thank God I overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And not only that, but by the word of my testimony. In other words, I'm adding the spoken word of what Jesus has done for me through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through the blood of the Lamb, I've been made a new creation. Through the blood of the Lamb, you've been justified. By the blood of the Lamb, you've been declared righteous. By the blood of the Lamb, you can stand before the throne of grace as if sin never existed before. Oh, amen. Make sure that you add the rhema, the testimony of what the blood has done in your life. And so Paul is saying that in your spirit, you have become a new creation. Jesus did come to save us from hell. But that's not the only reason why he came. He didn't come to introduce a new philosophy or morality of life. When the Bible talks about, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, he's not just talking about quantity of life, and we have that. Oh, thank God, we're going to live forever. We're going to live forever. Think about it. We can come over to one another's mansions and hang out for about a thousand years. Amen? And by that time, we'll all be so sanctified, you won't want to get rid of bad company. Because it's all going to be good company. You won't have to get up the next morning to go to work. Because there ain't no morning, there ain't no evening. The glory of the Lord lights up that place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So thank God for quantity of life. But then there is quality of life. The word life in the Greek is zoe. It means God quality or life as God has it. This life that is on the inside of you can be so strong that it shows up in your physical body. This life can quicken you. This life on the inside of you can make you quick and sharp in your soul. I know it to be true. You know, before I got born again as a senior in high school, of course, I didn't apply myself. I got four F's and a D minus on my first report card. I was declared scholastically ineligible. I was the co-captain of the basketball team. 
And I'll never forget that day, my head coach, I had to get a 2.0, which is the C average. I'll never forget that day. He was trying to get me back on the court, but he couldn't because I was ineligible. He visited every class that I was in that day to see what I got. Thank God I got a 2.2. Hallelujah. Well, I was sharper than that, but I wasn't applying myself. But I'm telling you what, when I got born again, the Lord quickened my soul. He made me as muy intelligente because of the life of God on the inside. Amen. Amen. So don't you sell yourself short because you've got a GED and you don't have a college education. You've been in the Word. You've been in the school of the Holy Ghost. And He'll make you quick. He'll make you bright. He'll make you sharp. He'll even make you better looking than you are. Hallelujah. Man, I tell you what, He made me handsome. Just ask Brenda. Thank you, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. The life of God. The God kind of life. The God quality of life. Now notice with me, it's not just a little. It's abundant. Abounding life. Now, that word abundant there means exceeding over and above. And it also means super abundance that's not just getting by that's not just barely making it that's not just enough but thank god that's more than enough somebody says well where are you coming up with these definitions well listen to what strong says how many of you ever heard of strong's concordance okay here's what strong says about this word abundantly and also the word abound. It means superabundant in quantity, superior in quality, and by implication, excessive. I'm going to read that one more time. Strong says that this word abundantly means superabundant in quantity, superior in quality, and by implication, excessive. Now, when the word excessive is used, sometimes we get our religious feathers ruffled. Well, I'm just not into excess. I just want just enough to get by, and I don't believe in being excessive. No, I do not believe in being an heir. And you can get an heir in some of those areas. But I do believe that the will of God is for us to have an excessive amount of life, an excessive amount of joy, an excessive amount of peace, an excessive amount of strength. See, what we need to do is we need to qualify what this excess is for. What is this excess for? The word excessive means to be full and abounding. Everyone say, full and abounding. Did you know that people that are in your life are pretty much getting from you what you are full of? And so it's important that we take a look at our lives and take inventory in our lives and 
ask ourselves, what am I full of? Your family doesn't need you to be full of yourself. Brenda does not need Mark to be full of himself. What she needs is a husband who is excessively filled and overflowing with Jesus. This community in which we are in, this area does not need a church that struts its stuff and brags about how much we have and how this and how that. This community needs a body of believers that are abounding and filled with the fullness of God, filled with Jesus so that we can bring Jesus to a dying lost world. Come on, somebody. What are you full of? What are you filling your life with? The will of God is for us to allow this zoe, abundant, super in quantity, excessive life to be overflowing in Christ. Hallelujah. This life you are full of is not just for you. He came to give you divine health and divine healing. Yes, so that you may walk in it, but also that you could take your blessed hands and find someone that's ridden with arthritis, find someone that's ridden with cancer, and get your hands on them in the name of Jesus and break that and see people set free and delivered by the power of God. That's why we must be filled with all the fullness of God and experience the richest measure of His divine presence in our life. Can you say amen? Amen. Oh, glory to God. And so we are abounding. We are filled with the fullness of God. Now let's look at another scripture because this is the same word for abundant here. Let's look over at Ephesians, the third chapter, and notice with me in verse 20. Ephesians, the third chapter, and notice with me in the 20th verse. Ephesians 3 and verse 20. It says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly or exceeding excessively. Now unto him that is able to abound in his, with his life in every area of your life. Exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. How many of you can ask pretty big? How many of you can think pretty big? I think some of us need to think a little bigger. And I really think that some of us need to ask a little larger. Because it doesn't cause your heavenly father to fall off the throne. No, it doesn't. Remember that his will is... You might as well get used to excess right now because when you get to heaven... You talk about excess? Glory to God. The streets in heaven are not paved with gold. 
The streets in heaven are pure gold. Hallelujah. That gate is not made up of several pearls. It's one great big pearl. That's excessive. So I encourage you to think big. To ask big. Believe big. You serve a big God. You serve a good God. Just get full of the Word, full of the Spirit, and full of Jesus, and make sure that you have enough power working in you to receive the excess that He wants to have you in your life. Amen? Now notice this. Now unto Him that is able. Amen. Say it with me. God's able. He's not only able, but He's willing. He's willing. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think and it is according to the power that worketh in us that also could be connected with what are you full of amen is God's power working in you Are you in the word? Are you in prayer? Are you in praise? His power will work mightily in those who draw near to him. This is way out beyond sufficient and adequate. This is more than more than enough. It's limitless. It's surpassing. And it is exceeding. Say it with me. Limitless. Limitless. Surpassing. Surpassing. And exceeding. exceeding. God's not limited. My father's not limited. What's happened is, is we've limited him. By our incapacity to receive from him. It's not a question of what God can do. It's a question of what can we believe and what can we receive. Amen. Amen. Pray this right now with me. Lord Jesus, Jesus. Heavenly Father, Father, I ask you to help me to be enlarged enlarged in my spirit. spirit. Help me, Lord, Lord, to cultivate cultivate a greater capacity to receive from you. you. And I believe and I I receive that in Jesus' name. name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That'll answer some questions for some of you. How how come so-and-so and and how come so-and-so did this? How come they got that? How come they got this? It could be that they have a greater capacity to receive. Now, that doesn't mean they're better than you. Amen? Amen. Because we're all precious in His sight. But there are some that just open up their entire lives to Him. And they'll pray prayers like this. Lord, let Your will be done in my life. Let Your Word be done in my life. Exceeding, beyond measure. Hallelujah. Now look at John 10.10 in the Amplified Version. John 10.10 in the Amplified Version. 
Uh, notice this verse of Scripture. It says that the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. Why would you come, Jesus? But I have come that they may have, now notice this, and enjoy life. That they may come and that they may have and enjoy life and have it how? Let's read that last phrase together. And have it in abundance to the flow till overflow. Now, I want to I work with this word enjoy just for a moment. That word enjoy, it means to savor. I believe in savoring life, don't you? I believe in enjoying my family. It also means to relish to enjoy, to savor, or to relish life. Now, the other night, we went on a hot date. (laughs) Because way back in 1977, of July 22nd, I took my wife to the altar, and we got married. We got married in a little town called, We Got Married in a Fever. Anyway. (laughs) We got married in a little town called Skidi, Oklahoma. The Lord put a northerner from Minneapolis, Minnesota, together with a farm girl from Pawnee County, Oklahoma, and we got married at the First Assembly of God Church in Skidi, Oklahoma. And we said, I do, and we had some cake and We had some punch, and I made sure that I had handcuffs connected to her arm because her brother by the name of Ricky and her little brother by the name of Randy had high intentions of grabbing her and taking her from me for a period of time. So as we walked to the car, hallelujah, slick mark, I said, boys, I got her. You can't have her. And so... Skeedy, Oklahoma, was probably 60 miles from Tulsa. That's where our honeymoon was going to be. But we stopped at the Sonic in Cleveland, Oklahoma. I mean, I'm telling you, a big-time spender was about to shell out. She loves those cherry limeades, and she loves those little tater tots. Maybe even had a little cheeseburger. We were relishing that. Well, the other night, it's Friday night. Hey, you know, here it is 39 years later. I'm 65 years old. She's still 22 in my eyes. She's like a wine. She gets finer and finer by the day. I'm telling you. And I said, you know, just don't cook tonight. Let's go to Sonic. let's let's go on over there to sonic so man we loaded up in the suv and we had been thinking about hot dogs all day long (laughs) have have you how many have ever just craved a hot dog yeah hot dogs oh man and uh you know, yeah, and 
So we went to Sonic, and man, we ordered some dogs. And we had three orders that night because we weren't quite full. We both had a hot dog and our tater tots. And I said, let's, let's try that pretzel dog. And then I, out of the corner of my eye, I caught this, a Chicago dog. And I said, okay, let's order this Chicago dog. So we're perched up in the SUV like a couple little kids having a big time, laughing, drinking our cherry limeade, looking at dessert. Are we going to get that super blast or what? And so they brought the pretzel dog and the Chicago dog. Well, the pretzel dog wasn't very good. But oh, that Chicago dog. Shakama, Hayatana. It was perfect. I can see some of you are heading to Sonic later. Than... <laughs> Maybe I should just buy some stocks in Sonic Monday. But the thing that was perfect about it, it was the relish. I mean, it was delicious. Well, this is the early morning service. But who in the world wants a hot dog without something on it? Whether it be relish or mustard or ketchup. Who wants a plain hot dog. And I do not just want the bland, plain, ordinary, gray, dark gray, light gray. God did not call us to be bland. He called us to be fiery. He called us to be colorful. He called us to relish life and to enjoy every bit of it. Somebody said, well, I'm not where I want to be. Stop whining and complaining about where you are and start enjoying the day that God has given you because this is the day and the only day that you have to live. Live it one day at a time. Find something to be thankful for. Find some relish and get some relish on your life. Amen? Cheer for the Golden State Wars. Whatever it takes. Go to a museum. Chase your wife around the house. For heaven's sake. Get a life. I've come that you might have life. Amen. The other day, you know, we took Wednesday off. We had a huge day in the office on, on Tuesday, several hours of meetings. And I said, I just need to time off. So... I had Brother George do Wednesday night, did a great job. So we went over to Half Moon Bay. And we just had ourselves a glorious day. And Brenda took this picture of me. I'm looking out into the ocean. We're on the golf course as if I'm looking for my ball. And someone said, whew, man, that's a big sand trap out there. Listen, I lost literally 14 golf balls that day. But I didn't let it get me down. I smiled and laughed. Brenda was ridiculing me from the golf cart. And we just kept laughing and enjoying life. Amen. Some of you here today need to start enjoying life more. Amen. Say it with me in the name of Jesus.
I'm going to savor my life. We're not getting very far this morning. <laughs> but we got all summer if necessary to work on this message called abound. You realize how many times the word of God says abound? It says abound in love toward one another. Abound and bubble over with hope. It talks about exceeding great and precious faith. Amen? So to enjoy means to appreciate, to have fun. And here's some people's attitudes. You know, if you're sanctified and if you're really holy, you just cannot have fun. There was a guy on the mission field, and he wanted people there to enjoy some ice cream. They'd never eaten ice cream before, and he loved ice cream. So somehow he got a hold of a bunch of ice cream, and, and, and one lady come up, took the cone, started eating it, and just threw it down. He says, what's wrong? She says, anything that tastes that good has got to be sinned. That's a lot of folks' attitude. You know, if you're enjoying something too much, it's probably sin. Not necessarily. Now look at 1 Timothy chapter 6. Notice this in verse 17. Here's another verse for us to think about and rejoice about this morning. 1 Timothy, the 6th chapter, and the 17th verse. It says, charge them that are rich in this world. How about those that are rich in Christ? That's all of us. That you be not high-minded. Be not high-minded. In other words, don't be full of yourself, but be full of Him. When you're full of Him, you'll be humble before Him, and He will exalt you in due time. But He says... Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, now notice, nor trust in what? Are not riches in the natural realm uncertain? Now, in the housing market right now, everything is just going through the roof, right? And I believe in the name of Jesus is going to stay that way. How about you? People are talking about the bubble bursting and how long can this last and how long can that last. I don't know about all that, but I do know one thing. We serve a good God. Well, I said we serve a good God. And if we just keep trusting Him, if we'll just put our faith in Him on a daily basis, everything in our life is going to turn out all right. Amen. Amen. Say it with me. Everything Everything. is going to be all right. During the Depression, people literally jumped out of buildings. They were so depressed. Why? Because their faith and their confidence was in uncertain riches. You see, some trust in chariots. Some in horses. But who are we going to trust? Help me out a little bit. Who are we going to trust? We're going to trust the name that's above every name. Amen? Now notice the the last part of this verse. Again, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in... My God's alive. Hallelujah. Your God is alive. But in the living God, who giveth us, now notice this, richly, abundantly... All things 
to enjoy. That's abounding. God wants you to enjoy. Now, he is opposed to us being covetous. He did warn us that a man's life does not consist in the things that he possesses or the things that he owns. But on the other hand, he told you and I to do what Matthew 6.33 says. Look at that verse over there. Matthew, the 6th chapter in the 33rd verse. Mateo 6.33. Is that good? So this is what he said. I said Matthew 6.33. Not covetous. Now notice this verse. But seek you first the kingdom of what? Seek first his kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be what? All these things, these things that he's referring to in Matthew 6 are what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, and where you're going to live. He told us implicitly, don't worry about those things. But if you will put me first and seek me first, you won't have to go after those things. Those things will be added to you We could say it this way, those things will hunt you down. Those things will come upon you and do what? They'll overtake you. Amen. See, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, but he doesn't add sorrow with it. There are a lot of sorrowful Christian people going after the blessing and have gotten their priorities out of place. They're missing church because they have two or three jobs. Their priorities are taking them away from their children. Their lack of insight into how to do this costs them sometimes their family, their children, sometimes their lives. But oh, thank God that's not you. (laughs) Say it with me, that's not me. That is not me. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And all these things are going to be added unto me. Thank you, Lord. A faithful man seeks first the kingdom of God. A faithful man puts God first. Is that right? A faithful man, the Bible says, shall what? Abound. A faithful man shall what? Abound with what? Not with cursings, but a faithful man who seeks first the kingdom of God shall abound with blessings. That's you and me, right? Okay, so some of you are wondering where that verse is. All right, turn quickly to Proverbs 28, 20. We're wind down here. Proverbs, the 28th chapter, the 20th verse. 
Enjoy life. Enjoy church. Enjoy your family. Don't take the cares of the world on you. You're not God. In Proverbs 28 and verse 20, let's read that together. A faithful man... Now let's say it this way. I am that faithful man and I shall abound. I shall abound with blessings. As a matter of fact, the blessings of God come upon me and they overtake me. I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the field. I am the head and not the tail. I am above only and I am never beneath. I have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. And I am blessed in order that I may be a blessing. Now raise both hands and let's pray this together. Lord God, I ask you to make me a blessing. We ask you as a church to make us a greater blessing to one another, to this community, and to the world in which we live. Make me a blessing. And I thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me already. All that you have so graciously provided for me. Oh, you healed my body. You saved my soul. And I just came by today to say thank you, Lord. Come on, let's thank him today. Oh, glory to God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the last verse we want to look at is in the message translation of 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17. Are you getting anything today? I hope you are. Are you being encouraged in the Lord? In 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 17, in the message translation, this is great. Let's read it together. Ready, read. Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money, which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go after God who piles on all the riches that we could ever manage. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So Lord, fill us today. Fill us all week long with all the fullness of God. I pray for my brothers, I pray for my sisters, Lord, that as the word has gone forth today, that the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you will just continue to increase these truths firm in their spirit. Lord, we thank you for a good, solid foundation on this series, Abound. Lord, we give you praise for it. We thank you, Lord, that as we face this summer, we face it in faith. We face it with our head up, with abundance of hope and abundance of joy in our lives. And we give you glory for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Pastor Tom.